Let's just stay in this moment. If you would, just do me a favor, close your eyes. We're going to fix our eyes just for a moment. Hopefully for the rest of the day, the rest of our lives. On our Savior, Jesus. And can I just, can I ask you, just can you put your hands in the sky? Just lift your hands to God. Lift your hands all over the place. Just lift your hands. And I want you just to think of one thing, one name, one thought, and it's Jesus. I just want you to think Jesus. Just think Jesus. Think of his love. Think of his sacrifice. Think Jesus. Whatever he reveals to you, think it. Dwell on it. And can I challenge you to even just right now where you are, just say, Jesus, show me your heart. Jesus, show me your face. Jesus, show me yourself crucified for me. Jesus, there is no other name. There is no other name on earth and in heaven that by you we must be saved. In your name there is healing. In your name demons tremble. In your name our hearts bow. In your name there is peace to the broken. In your name we can get through any mighty storm. We can face death itself. But because the name of Jesus there is power. There is hope for tomorrow. There is hope for the unknown. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You have no rival, Jesus. You have no equal. Now and forever, our God reigns. Yours is the kingdom, Jesus. Yours is the power. Yours is the name above all names. Can you just sing that? What a powerful name. Let's sing that. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ. Sing it. Sing it with us. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is. The name. Sing that again. Sing that again. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Again, again. What a powerful name it is. The name of One time. One more time. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. In that same attitude of worship, just you may be seated. Thank you, worship team. I know I'm one of the pastors of this church, but I absolutely love a chapter a day. And it's not a series. It's not a teaching series. 
It's a lifestyle, and it's a culture for us as a church. And so I want to encourage you, along with, on Sundays, of course, uh, I, I, I myself, one of the pastors, am convicted of not going through those resources. But it is our responsibility, and only our responsibility, mom and dad, to disciple our kids. It's also our responsibility if we want more of God and we want to walk in that freedom and we want Jesus to be all we need and all we have. And if we want to look more and more like Jesus, we need to be in his presence. And if you've been reading with us, we're, we're on Galatians, is it six today or is it five? Five. Tomorrow is six, and then we start Ephesians. And guys, if you have not tapped into um, Weekly Impact Podcast, you can get it on our phone app, Elevation Community Church, or you can get it on SoundCloud, um, or you can get it on our website. Use that resource for you. If you don't mind, if you would just pull out your welcome card for me, Go ahead. It's okay. And uh, on the front, it says Galatians. We're in Galatians. One thing we're going to start from Sunday to Sunday. So if the welcome card just seems like the same old, same old to you, hopefully we're going to change it up. On the front has your chapter a day readings for the week. Woohoo! So if it's not just you, sometimes I forget where we are. So Monday through Sunday, I believe. Uh, or it's Sunday through Saturday, um, that, those are your readings, a chapter a day. And I tell you what, we're in, in my opinion, in my opinion, we're in the most exciting stuff of the Bible, is the epistles, where Paul is just talking about one thing, Jesus. That's it, is Jesus. And um, I believe, I believe today that that Jesus is just wanting to reveal his face and his heart to each of us. And I believe that this message today, praying that the Holy Spirit speaks through me, this message today will be the answer that so many of you have been seeking and wrestling with. Those of you who are struggling in life and you're trying to clear the blur and the fog and just see God for who he is. You're pleading with him to come and rescue you. Those of you who are just wrestling in your marriage, those of you who just feel like you can never get above water financially, those of you who are just struggling with your attitude and your mind, you're struggling with temptation, whether it's addiction or whether it's just things of the flesh, that you're desiring, and you just feel like you never measure up. You feel like you just can't be the person Christ died for. This is the answer for all of us. And if we let it, I promise you, it will change your life from here on to the next day for the rest of your life. It will change your life. And so just like the teacher in high school that's basically saying, hey, kids, This is going to be on your final. You should listen. 
I want you to listen, but I don't want you to listen with your physical ears. I want you to listen with your heart. Listen to it. Test it. Ask the Lord to show you his heart. I'm going to pray. Father, open our eyes to see your majesty and your beauty this morning. In the midst of darkness all around us, Lord, would your light just pierce our hearts. just want you. We've tried you and other things and it just doesn't work. I want you, Jesus. I want to be the pastor, the man, the father, the husband that reflects your amazing love, your humility, your authority, your peace and your joy. Give me joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Whew, didn't expect that. When I was a boy, um, I look back and I just, I think of all the things when I was a boy that I couldn't do on my own, that I needed help from mom and dad or from others. And I think you can kind of reminisce with me because we were all at a point where we, there's so many things as a kid that we just can't do on our own. We want to. My son wants to do everything on his own. No daddy, no daddy. So now we at least have him using his manners and he says, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, I remember, um, when I couldn't dress myself. You remember that? You know, you had your arms up and mom would just throw your shirt on. And then there's a time where she says, put your shirt on. <laughs> I needed mom to get me dressed for school. In high school, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Riding a bike, do you remember that? I was okay as long as dad's hand was on the back seat of the bike, right? And then time after time, I just knew daddy was with me, daddy was behind me, and daddy wasn't going to let me fall. And so I was so excited because we were going longer than I thought, and I looked back to see daddy, and there he is, 25 feet away. You can do it, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. Do you remember ever running to your mom or dad with a jar of pickles or something that you just couldn't open? Dad kind of does this, you know, and opens it every time. I still love it when my wife <laughs> comes to me and says, can you open this, honey? I go, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think she really is strong enough to open it, but I think she just really kind of wants to stroke my ego a little bit and be like, I love you. So um, anyways, get out of that moment. Um, my, my poor dad. My poor dad, I, he taught me how to fish. And uh, I always outfished him, and I still do. I, 
always outfished him, but I finally realized in all my humility why I outfished him. It's because he never got his pole in the water, because he, he was undoing all of my tangles. And I tell you what, I would tangle those strings all the time. I should have did it on purpose because he would give me his pole, and then, and then by the end of the day, he's like, son, I just wish you would, you know. Um, but now he has no excuse. I, I, I do my own tangles, and I still outfish him. So, um, you know, there's still things. I'm 38 years old, and there's still things that I can't do myself. There are. There's still things that you can't do yourself. But we're learning, right? The more we learn, the more we apply ourselves, the more that we do by ourselves and on our own. But I'll tell you what. There is absolutely one thing, one thing that is impossible, absolutely impossible to do on my own. And that is, you ready? To fully, truly understand the word of God in my heart, in my mind, and in my spirit. It is impossible to do without God helping me. You see, the word of God is so amazing that it was divinely written through the inspiration of God in such a way that we could never understand it without his help. Have you ever been there just reading the words and be like, this is German. Like, I don't get this. I'm supposed to be in my Bible, but I don't see it. That's when you need to know when you call dad. Dad, I don't understand this. Daddy, I need you to help me understand this because you have to realize that you cannot, no matter how hard you try, understand the word of God and God's plans for your life, let alone the gospel of Jesus. Yes, the gospel of Jesus is simple. It is pure. It's undefiled. But it cannot be understood without God revealing his son Jesus to each of us. And so, so often we go through the Christian life on our own, trying to do our own things to grow closer to God. And Paul in Galatians says, you got it all wrong. You can't do anything without Jesus helping you and being there with you and being in you. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. And that stays through. That stays true through the whole Bible. And it stays true today, and it will stay true for all of eternity. Another thing that is impossible after we need God's help to understand his truth, his word. We also need God's help to live it out. And when we try to do it in our own strength, that is the moment we need to stop because that is not how the gospel of Jesus Christ is laid out for us. He died for us, and so he wants to do it for us. If he wanted us to live the life in our own strength, we would have to die on the cross ourselves. He did it for you. Now, live your life 
through him. So if Jesus and the good news and the gospel, it's all about Jesus, then we're going to, when we read Galatians in just a moment, we're going to see that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus plus nothing equals true spirituality. So if you want Jesus, what you need is only Jesus. Nothing else. And in order to have Jesus, two things need to happen. One, God needs to reveal Jesus to us. We need to have a revelation of Jesus. Like that song, as Brenda was singing, what a beautiful name. It was just Jesus singing over us, letting us know who he is. And after that revelation, and sometimes it kind of coincides with each other, is we need to experience the richness, the majesty, the goodness of Jesus. That's it. That's all she wrote, folks. That's, that's, like, that's it. Jesus revealed to us, our eyes being open to who he is, and we want nothing else but Jesus. And then in our life is just a continual experience with the Savior of our hearts. More and 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 more. Galatians 1, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to it. You can use your phones. We have a phone app and there's actually a Bible app on that. Galatians 1. Brenda, could you grab me that water right there, hon? Thank you so much. Starting with verse 11, Galatians 1. I'm going to be reading out of the ESV, English Standard Version, but whatever version you have, just follow along with me. This is Paul speaking to the people in Galatia. And his main reason for speaking and writing a letter to these people is this. Jesus. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel was preached by me was not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a, say that with me, revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus revealed himself to Paul. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism. You thought you were bad? You thought that you were far away from Christ? Listen to this. How I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people so extremely zealous for God was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born 
and who called me by his grace. Grace is unmerited favor. You could never deserve it or earn it. He was pleased, there's that word again, to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him, Jesus, among the Gentiles. Get this, he didn't even consult with the apostles or the teachers of the gospel right away. He went away, and guess who he was with? Jesus. Jesus revealed his word to Paul. Most of the New Testament is written by Paul. Guess who revealed to Paul God's word? God, not man. It was a revelation of Jesus that Paul received and then declared even to Paul's death for the gospel. The main theme here in Galatians, if you haven't read it, go ahead and read it before you move on to Ephesians because it is unbelievable. Here is the main theme that Paul is crying out to the believers in Galatia and the believers in Blanchester and throughout the community here in Ohio in 2018. He is pleading and crying out that people would just start to believe and walk in the simple gospel. Jesus plus nothing equals spirituality. And that's not what men and women were teaching in that day. That's why Paul wrote to the Galatians in the first place. He was so broken and in anguish and upset that people were coming in and deceiving the believers that it was no longer Jesus plus nothing equals spirituality. What they were telling people is it was Jesus plus something equals spirituality. That's counterfeit. That is a lie. That's deception. And the gospel is so simple, it's just Jesus. God loved you that he sent Jesus. And Jesus died for you. And he rose again for you. And he's coming back again for all of those who will believe and proclaim the name of Jesus. That's the good news of the gospel. It's simple. It needs no other additions. It is pure. It is undefiled. It is perfect. It is holy. It is blameless. And all you need is Jesus. And if you haven't heard me yet, watch the simple video about the simple message that it's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. 2018, we're really running with the theme of all in, just being all in, being all that Jesus wants us to be, because that's really what matters. That's all that matters, Zeke. That's all that matters. Because this body, this life as we know it, this building, it will all pass away. It will all fade. And the only thing that will ever remain forever and ever and ever is Jesus on his throne, making all things new, making all things right. That's the gospel message. And if we want to be all in, get, get me, many of you put in index cards last week. And if you weren't here or you weren't able to do that, you can do that today. As just a commitment to the new year of 
pursuing to be all in. Here it is, guys. Write this down if you're a note taker. To be all in means it's all and only Jesus. Period. Nothing else. Nothing else. You want to be all in? You want all that God has for you through his son, which is given to you, by the way. You have the mind of Christ. You have the body of Christ. His spirit in us. We are temples of God. You know what? We have every spiritual blessing that even Jesus has because we're heirs with Jesus. We have it all. But it needs to be all Jesus, period, and only Jesus. And yet, just like what the Galatians are struggling with, we struggle with. Our culture and even religion tells us that it's Jesus, yes, he saves. Yes, you need him to get into heaven. But you also need to be a good Christian and you need to do this and this and this and this. I mean, if I asked you how many of you have experienced that, I believe every hand would be up. That's why Paul is outraged and he is pleading on his knees. I believe he wrote this on his knees. That's just my opinion. I believe he wrote most of his stuff on his knees because it came from his time with Jesus and the Holy Spirit on his knees. And he's pleading with them because the religious leaders and even people of their day that maybe weren't considered religious but they were very well known in their culture and they were ingrained in the Jewish or Gentile culture. And what they were saying is, yes, you need Jesus, but you also need to be circumcised because Jesus was a Jew. And you also need to make sure that you eat the right food. You can't eat pork still. Just because you're a Christian, you have to stay to the Jewish law. And what the law was is it was God's greatest gift to us besides Jesus because it showed us our darkness. It showed us our sin. But the problem with the law is it put this heavy burden on us that we could never carry or fulfill. And God never gave us the law to save us. He gave us the law to show us our darkness and our sin. He gave us Jesus to save us. And only Jesus saves us. So why add all that stuff when it's Jesus plus nothing equals everything? And so they were throwing, um, you know, all the Jewish law, all the rituals, all the ways of worship, which is interesting that we still struggle with that. Jesus plus your style of worship equals spirituality. That's why churches have two services. They divide their church. Traditional, contemporary. You can have Jesus, but if you want traditional, go ahead and have traditional. You can have Jesus, but if you want contemporary, go ahead and have contemporary. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, worship me. Worship and give me your thanksgiving. I don't care what song you sing. Worship me for who I am. Colossians 3 just came to mind, 3.16. I think it's on there. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thank thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, read this with me, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's worship. And then we say, well, it's Jesus plus baptism equals spirituality. 
baptism is a part of obedience and following after God's heart. But baptism doesn't save you. Jesus saves you. And so if you're trying to add baptism to be spiritual, you've missed it. You've missed it. The only reason you're to get baptized is because you're in love with Jesus. He has saved you. He has made you new. He has transformed you. And you want to live your life for him. And baptism is just a symbol of saying, I identify with myself. I identify myself with Jesus. And I want others to know about it. It's a step of obedience. And you can't obey God without God's help. And you can't obey God without knowing God's word. And you can't understand fully God's word without God's help. You get it? We need Jesus. Only Jesus. And then we add Jesus plus church attendance. Got to be the church. I talk to so many people. I'm like, so tell me about your spiritual walk. Tell me about your relationship with Jesus. Well, I haven't been to church in a while. So? You know what church is? It's people getting together. It's not a building. It's people getting together, connecting to worship, to grow together, to teach, to love one another, to build each other up. That's the church. You don't need the church to be saved. You need Jesus to be saved. But you need the church to grow because that's how God designed it to be. And so if you have Jesus and you love Jesus, guess what you're going to love? People. Man, it's filling me up, y'all. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that story. <laughs> wow. And then in 2018, we say it's Jesus plus your political beliefs and values equals spirituality. Jesus wasn't Republican, y'all. He wasn't Democrat. He was, he was Jesus, the Son of God. If we love Jesus, we will stand for the things that Jesus stands for, not a political party. I'm done. Now this gets even closer. Jesus plus tithing equals full spirituality. Jesus plus generosity. Make sure you put your offering in. Hey, by the way, last day to do your Christmas offering is today. You like that? Jesus mentioned nothing, zero about tithing. So does that mean we don't have to tithe? Yeah, if you don't want to please God's heart. If you don't want everything that God has for you, sure. He doesn't want your money. He wants who you are. And see, when we have a revelation of Jesus, we realize that he is everything. And nothing else matters. And so then everything that drives us is to build into what God loves and desires and invests in. If you love people, you will give your money to the people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you love the church and the fellowship and what God is doing in and through the body, you're going to give. And when you give, God will always outgive you. That's the principle. But if you're trying to add tithing and generosity to be spiritual, stop it. 
The only way to be spiritual is to lay your life down and be all in for Jesus. Sorry, band, I'm going late. When we live that mathematic, what would you call it, mathematic equation, thank you. I'm a theater major. (laughs) Mathematic equation of Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Then we go throughout Galatians, and we see this thing called justification. Faith becomes not something you do, but it's something you are because who he is. Did you get that? Because in Galatians 3, just throw it up there. I know I'm going to blitz now. So write these down. It says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming the curse for us. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Nothing else justifies us. And when we see that word justification, don't let it scare you. It just means literally God has counted you righteous. The only way to experience and engage and live with God is to be righteous. And we can't be righteous on our own. It's not going to happen. And so Jesus' death on the cross, he took the, the sin, but not just the sin, he took the penalty of that sin, which was the wrath of God. And he took it upon himself and he died on the cross. And because he rose again, he defeated that. And that's why we can be now justified. You don't have to do anything to be justified, but just to have Jesus. That's it. That's it. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So when we have Jesus plus nothing equals spirituality, we understand that Jesus made it possible for us to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. And if we're sons and daughters of the Most High God, that means everything he has is ours. Walk in it. You don't have to name and claim it, just walk in it. Because you have Jesus. But all the time we just, well, if I do this, and maybe if I do this, and maybe if I read my Bible just a little bit. No, just Jesus. Because if you fall more in love with Jesus, he, he will give you the desires of your heart. And if your heart is Jesus plus nothing equals spirituality and everything, Do you think that God would want to give you those desires? Yes. Yeah. And so now that's freedom. We experience freedom in Galatians 5, verses 13 through 14. Don't use your freedom just to do whatever you want. Well, I'm in Christ now. I can do whatever I want. Dang it. No. Don't use your freedom to meet your needs. Use your freedom to serve and love others for the sake of the gospel. That's it. If your freedom is causing someone else to stumble, you're you're abusing your freedom. You're not free to do whatever you want or whatever you feel you need. You're free to love God and love others. It's not Jesus plus my 
desires and my agenda. It's Jesus plus nothing. That's why he says, for I've been crucified with Christ. Not I that lives, but Christ who lives within me. I've crucified my flesh to the cross that I might live to God. It's not Jesus plus you. It's Jesus plus nothing. Equals everything. And yet, we have Jesus, all of Jesus, and yet the flesh still rears its ugly head. And day to day, you will wrestle with flesh. And so we look at Galatians 5. Galatians 5. But I say, walk by the Spirit. You need the Spirit's help to live a spiritual life. Get that. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It doesn't say, and you may not. It says, you will not. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So walk in the Spirit, and you will start to experience, through the Spirit's help, love. Who wants love? Peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control that's the fruit of the spirit how do you get fruit from the root where is your root is it jesus plus something jesus plus performance jesus plus your spirituality of how long you go to church how much you give how you serve or is it jesus plus nothing because that root will produce the fruit of the spirit the root of jesus plus something will produce Pride, selfishness, jealousy, envy. You know what the Bible says about that in James 3? It's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. But the fruits of the Spirit through the root of Jesus is everything that Jesus has. So as the band comes up, let's just bow our heads. And I want to ask you, what is the one thing you're going to take from today's message? And if it's anything other than Jesus, please rethink it again. It's Jesus. Have you had a revelation of Jesus? Because if you have, you've seen the heart of Jesus and his heart is so in love with you. And have you experienced Jesus' goodness and mercy and compassion and power and authority and might? Because if you have, I promise you, you're going to be all in. Because all in is all about Jesus and only Jesus. There is no other name. There is no other person on earth or in heaven that can deliver you from the junk and the sin in your life that separates you from eternity with God. Jesus is everything. And if you don't have Jesus, all you need to do is extend 
your heart to him and say, I need Jesus. I believe that Jesus is who he said he was, who he is, and who he always will be. And I'm not perfect, but Jesus has cleansed me and made me perfect in the sight of the heavenly Father. And I just pray that all hearts would be open to Jesus today. Let Jesus change you. Let Jesus walk with you. Let Jesus transform you into the person, the man and the woman that He desires you to be. Let Jesus take you into the fullness of joy. Let Jesus take you into the peace that passes all understanding. No matter what you're facing, no matter what sickness you're struggling with, no matter what thought of depression and anguish, and no matter what addiction has a hold of you, bring that addiction, bring that thought to Jesus, and let it melt away. He's our burden carrier, He carries our burdens. You don't have to carry it anymore. Just carry it to Jesus. Let it go and leave it there. So as we close in worship, feel free to write down what you want more than anything in 2018 to grow more like Jesus. Write it down and put it right in this cross and leave it there and ask Jesus to help you, empower you, guide you, and lead you to accomplish only what you can do with Daddy's help. Whew. Let's worship.